0: Good morning. Oh, it works. Good. Hi, it's me. Um, If you uh, don't know me, and you're asking who's this 20-something hippie who stole a microphone from the tech booth, I'll tell you. Uh, My name's Ethan. I'm on the uh, shipping Council here at Memorial, and um, we, David and Adam, got some of the people out of the congregation that they could identify as um, having giftings of shepherding. uh, And they picked me and some other people. Uh, We meet twice a week. Uh, We go through training and books and things like that, leading uh, eventually toward ordination. Uh, We also meet, oh man. Um, We also meet up every Week on Fridays to talk about whatever the sermon's going to be. Um, and so we all get to cooperate on that in some ways. Um, I'm really thankful for that. Uh, I am the youngest so far on that shepherding team, and I've decided to push the envelope by using my laptop um, for my notes, introducing technology here. <laughs> um, these, these are just my notes, so don't worry. Pretend it's paper if you need to. Um, I thought about wearing flip-flops up here, and I'm glad I didn't. That would be silly. Um, I graduate, uh, I'm a student at SBU. I graduate in May. Um, I'm getting ready to go to seminary. Um, I got married here, here, um, back in July. Thank you. Sarah's over there. Um, She was like over here. Um, (laughs) We are going through John. The book of John is um, a beautiful book and um, it's going to be really different from how last year we went through, if you remember the Bible recap, and we did the whole Bible on a schedule each day for the whole year, and we preached on just kind of whatever we were reading that week. Uh, here in John, we're going to kind of take baby steps. Um, it's going to be a lot slower, and we're just going to preach whatever we step on. Um, it's going to be great. We don't know how long it's going to be yet, but it's it's going to be intense. Um David kicked us off last week talking about John, talking about uh, life and what does John mean by life? What do we mean by life and how can we see that in his book? Um, It would be a great idea if in your free time uh, you would read John with us. Um, Since we're going at such a slow pace, the only thing I can recommend for this week or next week is read John 1, um, one to like 20 times, uh, or just read John at your own pace or and wrap it into whatever your reading plan is now. Um, I think that Exodus is actually a really good thing to read alongside John if you're into that. Um, There's a lot of reasons for that, yeah. Um, But if you don't have a Bible? There's a Bible in the chair, under the chair in front of you, and you can have it. Um, otherwise, we're gonna start reading. Um, let's pray before we do. God, we um, thank you for everything you've done for us, everything you've shown us, um, and the great work you've done in. Uh, sending your son, um, as confusing as that is, um, to die out of and raise again out of his love for us. Um, thank you for the work of the church that has been built out of that. We thank you for every breath in our lungs. Uh, be with us, uh, keep us focused, keep us saying things that are important. Um, Amen. Amen. Before um, we get further, I want to show you um, this rainbow-looking thing. Yeah. It's always hard to see on the projector, but um, this is, oh, yeah. (laughs) This is a um, picture that was made as a result of a a study that really smart computer guys did, they evaluated the whole Bible, all the text in it, and they drew lines between each set of ideas or phrases or people that are mentioned and each time that there was a cross-reference in the Bible, they drew a line. Um, And you can hardly even tell what's what anymore because the Bible is ridiculously interconnected, (laughs) Um, I, I can't even start to explain what any of that means, but it looks cool. Um, we, uh, we kind of saw this as we did the Bible recap recently. We just flew through the Bible and we saw the ways that each, um, book is pointing toward everything else. David had to say tov and ra, like a lot. Um, it was great. Uh, (laughs) So many of you had, like, a really good experience with it. I heard stories of people who, like, because of that experience really got into daily reading, um, who really had never gone through maybe the whole Bible before and this was awesome for you. Uh, Or maybe it was just, like, the sermons who, rather than picking out our favorite verse, we would just hit whatever Ruth or... uh, Hezekiah thing that was that we were on for the week, and we got to see like that every part of the Bible is meaningful. It's important, um, and it has something to say to us. It's not just the best parts of it. Um, I, on the other hand, didn't get much out of it. I hardly stuck with the plan, which is hard to admit because. Yeah, I was in college, I wasn't here every week, but also I was on those meetings where we planned the sermons like every week. Um, I, I should have been involved and it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. Um, what's important is that the, the Bible constantly shows us, shows us about itself that it is complicated, um, but also that we need to keep rereading it and meditating on it and thinking about um, what the Bible is trying to say to us and looking to what God has for us, God's wisdom, God's truth, God's life for us. And I think um, the book of John, especially John 1, that we're going to read through, is, um, he knows that. John knows that the Bible is like this, and that his own book is like this, and that that's important for us. So, there's that. John, um, I think, is a, masterpiece in reflection just like this looking back on what's so these repetitions and things like that uh I have a quote from my boy my favorite um my favorite 19th century Danish Christian philosopher um out of all the ones there are my favorite is sorry Kierkegaard he says um Life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forwards. Um, if you're older than me, that makes more sense. Um, the While you were going through something in your life, it may not have made much sense, but then when you look back on it 10 years in the past, you go, this is what God was doing. This is why it made sense. This is why everything was happening. Um, <clears throat> I've had some of these experiences. Like, I'm a student at SBU. Uh, if you know more about me, you'll know that experience has not been great. Uh, just as soon as I came to SBU, it was undergoing a ton of turmoil and a lot of professors that I was really excited to learn from, they, um, were gone or out the door, heading out the door, something like that. So, uh, while I was there, I'm still there, but during that time I was wondering why, why is this happening? Um, I know now that, um... There's a lot of reasons I went to SPU. despite that. Uh, One of them was I met Sarah there. I met uh, John there, he was my best man. I met a lot of great people there that have really changed my life. Um, Or further back, like why am I here at this church? Um, Those of you in youth ministry, like Lee, who's somewhere, he uh, knows that I followed a girl here. um, And it is not my wife. Um, (laughs) Uh, It was Hannah Keely, probably a lot of you saw her when she was this tall. Um, She brought me here like six years ago, and at the time I thought that um, the more important part of that story was her, but now I'm kind of seeing that it's the more important part was that I'm here. Um, We're still friends, it's fine. or uh something i'm still struggling with why don't i ever um hear the spirit talking to me have these experiences like everyone in the bible does and hearing the spirit uh guiding them to something telling them what to do i, I i've never had it and um i don't have an answer for that cuz i'm i'm still wrestling with it but uh i'm also not worried cuz i know that he has a plan for me and uh, all things will be worked for good Um, we're we what we are worried about is me and Sarah are graduating in May and we don't know where to go Uh, we don't know whether to stay in Bolivar or come back to Jeff and ten years from now I'm sure that'll make more sense to me (laughs) but right now it doesn't uh, because I'm living life forwards and I can't understand it backwards until I'm 90 years old or something like John Um, most people that know enough about John to think that he wrote the book when he was old, even though he knew Jesus while he was young. Um, It seems like um, John is like reading, he has the other gospels and he's referencing them when he writes the book of John. Um, It also seems like he knows about the destruction of the temple in 70 AD, um, which is way after Jesus died. But uh, it's possible that John was just really old when he wrote the book. Um, and that he has understood his life backwards; um, that he understands Jesus backwards. And um, I, I think that's really important as we as we read through John um, for the foreseeable future. That that John is everything's in the rearview mirror for him. But uh, in some ways, that's better uh, because he the everyday stories of Jesus into these really fascinating uh, portraits, these really big and intense stories of Jesus at a wedding, Jesus in the temple, like yelling at everyone and flipping tables. Um, Jesus like talking with this rabbi hidden in a room in the cover of night um, or with a Samaritan woman at a well, weeping at the tomb um, for his friend. The, each of these stories um, shows us something about how John has learned from his life with Jesus and how he sees him now. John one is uh, like that; he is has reflected well and has meditated on what he's already written and how he wants to get things started. So we're going to read John one because that's the beginning of John. Um, pages are so thin. There it is. Um, can we start the first one? Give the slide for it somewhere. Yeah. Um, cool. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything that made that was made. In him was life, and the life was light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Um, There's a lot of those rainbow, linky things in there, and if you're like me, um, as opposed to like other people, then um, what I'm about to do will be really helpful for you. I I really like when uh, sermons just get into dumping a bunch of information on me and because it turns into something really meaningful for me. Uh, but I also know that some people are not like that. So uh, I'll wake you up in a few minutes if, if you're asleep. <laughs> um, otherwise, you can uh, take your arm like this. No one's doing it with me? Yeah. Push up the nerd glasses. Here we go. Um, in the beginning is the easy we don't have to have this light up. The verse starts in the beginning, which is also how the Bible starts a long time ago. Um, we've gone through the Bible and we know that really uh, Genesis 1 and 2 are everywhere. They're connected to everything, uh, and we probably don't need to spend time on that. Um, ooh, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> he says, in the beginning was the word. In Greek, uh, the word word is logos uh, and other Greek philosophers in the time that were not writing the Bible used this word logos to talk about um, the this idea of the law of nature, how God um, designed everything, how his wisdom like sustains the world. And John's probably aware of that and he probably knows that uh, like in Proverbs 8, they, they can represent a uh, part of God's nature as his wisdom, as his word. Um, it's pretty similar to, um, we've learned about the word for spirit, that's uh, ruach in Hebrew. Um, it's really cool. There's another word that's uh, less people know about, uh, which is skene. It was in verse 14 that um, Keith read for us, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Um dwelt is skene, and skene is dwelt. Um, more literally, it means like when you live in a tent, you are doing skene. Um, it's trying to connect to uh, in the book of Exodus where they build a temple and then God, like there's a pillar of fire and he comes down and, and lives in the middle of the temple. They're saying the same thing about Jesus, the word coming and installing in the flesh like that, however it works. Skene. It's cool. Um, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. That is verse 6. I'll read that as well. I'm really not on top of telling people to put the slides up. That's my fault. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Um, we can stop there. Was coming into the world. Uh, there's a lot of things about light in there. They're a little confusing because he was coming into light and he was the true light. And yeah, um, this this word um, At the beginning in verse 6, a man sent from God, whose name was John. Um, John was the true hippie, by the way. He lived in the woods and ate bugs and all kinds of weird things. Um, And that would have been weird to everyone else as well. That wasn't normal. Um, A man sent from God uh, is meant to be a parallel to Moses, who was a man sent from God into Egypt to set the people free. Um, He also says later, the one who comes after me is higher than me because he is actually before me. And uh, John also says about Jesus that, like, I'm not worthy to untie his shoes or something like that. Um, all these things are are references actually to um, what Moses says in Deuteronomy. There's a it's a chapter 18, verse 18. Do we have that? <laughs> I'm treating Tech Booth like they're some kind of ghosts that read my thoughts right now. Do we have Deuteronomy? Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, okay, cool. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers. Um, And I will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And whoever will not listen to my words that he shall speak in my name I myself are required of them. This is Moses talking about um, later there will be someone who is like me that will lead the people out of captivity, restore them to actually obeying God like I know you uh, Egyptian slaves who are Israelites will not. Um, Moses points out that someone will come who is like Moses um, that will actually succeed. Um, in, In the book of John that's John the baptist and but then he says there's one coming after me who will actually finish the job uh, pharisees come asking john who he is he says i'm nothing but a voice of one crying out in the wilderness um, that is a quote from isaiah which um, it's from isaiah chapter 40. i think i have a slide for that as well um, but isaiah is interesting. I think we talked about this when we went through the Bible, but uh, starting in chapter forty, Isaiah seems to be talking to people in the future, like some kind of time capsule idea. Um, and this is how he starts it. Um, do we have verse one for that? Oh my goodness! I've I've failed, in all ways. Yeah. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, that she has received from the the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries, in the wilderness, prepare a way of the Lord. You can hear John there. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill will be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places made a plain. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. He ends the for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. He ends Isaiah forty with uh, verse thirty one from before. Yeah, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I can hear that in Keith's voice right now. Um, <laughs> the, even though um, Isaiah is saying, like, everything's going to be turned upside down. The high places are made low. Make way for God, because he's going to change the world. Um, turn the deserts into highways. Make straight the way of the Lord. And that's what John says. This is what I'm doing. I, I'm not Elijah, I'm not the prophet, I'm not anyone, I'm only making, I'm only declaring God's going to come and shake things up, and he does. Um, throughout the, verse, the chapter of John, uh, they, they give like seven to nine different names for Jesus. They call him the word, they call him the light. They call him the Lamb of God, Son of God, the rabbi, which means teacher, the Messiah, which means like the anointed one, uh, Jesus of Nazareth. They call him the King of Israel. They call him the Son of Man. Uh, John is uh, kind of setting you up for, throughout the rest of the book, he's going to prove to you that Jesus is all of those things that he names in chapter one. All right. All right. I didn't plan out an example for how to wake you guys up now that we're done with all the nerd things. Are you awake? Alright. Thank you for allowing that. I um it's always it's always really good for me when people preach like that. Um all of that to say, the book of John has a lot to unpack. The chap chapter one has a lot to unpack and I won't be able to do it today. Um, we'll get to it in other sermons um, with other people. It'll be great. John really wants to demonstrate to us that um, the story that he's about to tell us is a straight continuation of the stories that you've already heard. The Old Testament, the Torah, Moses is getting ready to lead the people across the Jordan into the Promised Land. It says uh, in chapter 1, verse 28, it says um, John's saying I'm not Elijah, I'm not a prophet Just make straight the way of the Lord That's all I'm here for uh, In verse 28 it says These things took place in Bethany Beyond the Jordan Where John was baptizing Beyond the Jordan Is really cool uh, I have Deuteronomy 1.1 I'm jumping around here This is how Deuteronomy starts. Moses is sitting on the wrong side of the Jordan. He's about to go into the promised land. And God says, you can't. Someone else will lead them because uh, there's too much blood on your hands or something like that. Um, and it says, these are the words that Moses said to the people on the other side of the Jordan. And that's where John also locates John. John the writer locates John the Baptist. Um he says he's beyond the Jordan, just like Moses was. And he's saying there's one that comes after me that will really uh, do the job, really lead the people into the promised land. So what John wants you to hear, if uh, you've been tuned out so far, is that we're not actually in the promised land yet. Even though uh, there were a lot of Israelites living in the place that was the promised land, John's saying, no, you're not. Um, which I, I think is really interesting um can can challenge your idea of is the promised land a piece of land a set of borders or is it um being with God being God's people and what John's saying is it's being with God's people and you're not um and you're about to be because something new is coming. So make that highway. Get ready. Um, We've spent a whole year um, in the Bible, and I think it can be just as valuable, for me at least, when I sit um, with a verse or an idea for like a month at a time, um, and just chew on it, like how the Word is also like a son, he's sitting in the lap of the Father, but also he's the light of men, and all things came into being through him, and there was nothing... That the light may, I can get lost. Or, um, it's an easier question. In uh, chapter one, somewhere later, he's talking to Peter. Jesus is talking to Peter. He says, you are, this is verse 42. I don't think I have a slide for it. He says, you are Simon, the son of John, and you shall be called Cephas. Some translations will say Peter. It's different languages for the same word. It means a rock. Um, You are Simon, but I'm going to call you Rock. And then throughout the book of John, Jesus never calls him Cephas, never calls him Peter. He always says, Simon, son of Jonah. Even though, like here he says, you're going to be called Peter. But then he doesn't call him Peter. Why is that? I, I, I'm i still working on that. Um, hopefully we'll talk about it later. Um, but we can just, we don't have to read you know, whole dictionaries of of Bible words. You can just sit with a question like that. I I think it's really helpful. Um, It can bring some good fruit in your life. Um, Two, right now, I can just say, uh, slow down. Um, We're going to read John. We're going to chew on it so slow. It's going to be great. Uh, Whatever you're stuck on, whatever you're questioning, whatever you're thinking about in John, Uh, hold on to that. It's for a good reason that you have those questions. There are no wrong questions. Um, Keep at it. Um, A great piece of advice that I've heard from a lot of people is um, don't keep that inside. Talk to people you trust. Talk to people that you've learned from. Here's what I'm thinking about. Here's what I'm struggling with in John. uh, Or maybe I'm not struggling with John. And I'm struggling with the fact that I'm not struggling with John. It's... Just talk with each other. Um, Talk with David or or other shepherds or me if you really want to. Um, I I think there's a lot that John has to show you, and you can take your time with it. Uh, If you're like me, that is challenging to hear. Um, Asking questions like, can I really buy into John if I don't understand it all the way? Or can I buy into Christianity? If I don't understand it all the way, like, can I really justify giving my life to this? Um, Why haven't I figured this out yet? I thought Jesus was going to change me, you know, when I was baptized, uh, that I would start understanding these things, and I don't. Um, We can often find our own way into what uh, Nathaniel says. uh, Toward the end of the chapter, he said to him, um, Philip is, is telling Nathaniel, hey, the Messiah is here. Uh, he's Jesus of Nazareth. And Nathaniel laughs at him. If you've been watching The Chosen with us um, on Wednesday nights, I don't know if we've gotten to this episode yet because I'm not there. Um, they, they play this scene out in one of the episodes. Philip says, hey, Nathaniel, Jesus. Um, and Nathaniel is kind of a snob and he's like, can anything good really come out of Nazareth? Well, he's, Nazareth is a very small town. Um, and, I, and, uh, he, he's saying like, can uh, this farm boy, it's from the sticks, like he's not the Messiah. Come on. Um, and Philip just says to him, come and see, show, like see for yourself, man. I don't, I don't have to make my cell to you. Just come and see who he is. John wants us to do the same thing here. Uh, Come and see. Um, See for yourself. Read the stories. He um, he speaks for himself. Jesus speaks for himself. Um, Whether we What, I mean, some some of us might ask, "What good does it do for me to spend my Sundays singing songs and reading books with a bunch of people?" I don't really know. Uh, I don't really like. I like you guys. It's fine. Um, but some of you are some of you are stuck there. Uh, some of us are not here because we're wrestling with that. Like, why would I want to go to this on Sunday morning? Um, with it. Uh, just see what John has to tell you. Uh, that's, that's all i got to say. Um, whether you've been a believer already for 60 years, 60 minutes, um, John has something to say to you still. Uh, John lived 90 years. He was with Jesus and he still doesn't get it uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, but he wants you to see something. Uh, just listen to him. John uh, wants to show us, this is his point of writing John, um, so that you would believe. I think he says it in chapter 20. Uh, We don't have to read it. Uh, He says, I wrote this so that you um, would I forget how it goes. It's better to read it than to pretend that you read it. Come on now. 20 Chapter 20, verse 30, um, he says, Therefore, many other signs Jesus also performed in the presence of the disciples, which were not written in this book, but these ones have been written, so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. So the book is so that you believe and so that you have life. And if uh, you think you do, read it again. Uh, keep trying. Um, He'll show you something new. I'm sure of it. But um, John wants you to look to Jesus. John is sure that Jesus is the answer to any problem. Um, And I I know that's not easy. In fact, I probably don't know that that's not easy. But um, people tell me it's not easy. And yeah, it's not easy to believe that Jesus has the answer for everything. Um, It's not simple. Um, I know that uh, someone here is dealing with divorce, dealing with abuse and grief and doubt, apathy, problems with money, um, cancer, surgeries, pain, you you name it, uh, pills. Um, There's more than that, things I can't even say from a stage, uh, things I can't say, even when I'm not on a stage, things that maybe even you can't say to yourself. I I, I know. I don't know, but I would bet so. Jesus knows it. Jesus knows it. Um, it does not change anything. Uh, that's That's hard to hear, that's hard to say, but he really doesn't. Um, It has never stopped him. So look to Jesus, look to Jesus. Um, I don't know what you need from him, but I know that you need something from him, least I do and everyone else does. Um, I don't know what you need, but I know he has it. Um, So keep looking to him, don't Take it from me, even. Take it from, there's some old timers here among us that have seen everything. They know that Jesus is the answer and that we gotta look to him. Take it from some of us who have been through everything. Uh, we've got a few of those people here who know that Jesus has the answer, man. Um, so, while we're reading John, just just listen for that um, let Jesus show you who he is let John show you who Jesus is i I'm sure he'll show you something new whoever you are no matter how much you know let's let's pray because um, that's all I got God um, thank you for everything you've shown us everything you uh, will show us later in uh, our walk. Thank you for um, the church having all these cool people that know more than me and that can give me wisdom. Um, thank you for everything. Thank you for sending your son to us. He, he I'm pretty sure he's really changed everything. And. Um, That's a big deal. Thank you so much. We praise you for it. Keep us focused on him. Help us go through John. Help us get a lot out of it, because we know there's a lot there. In your name we pray.